Thank you everyone for tuning in again. This is number two Tiny Talk and uh, today I have Joe and Dee from Tiny House American Build and they're right here in Escondido and uh, I happened upon them at a meeting about let's say two months ago with uh, my Reen sisters and two of the girls are actually getting builds from you so we were able to see them uh, actually being built. One was a little bit further along than the other um, so I just want you to introduce yourselves and tell me about your awesome company in Escondido. So I'm Joe Gomez, the owner of American Built Tiny Homes here in Escondido. We've been there about going on three years already. Uh, we've been pretty fortunate to keep the doors open and uh, we just love it because we're building affordable housing for people that actually uh, need it. Yeah. Yes. And I'm Denangi. You could also call me D. <laughs> <laughs> Denangi Apera. Um I'm a designer at the American Build Tiny Home. Um, I also do some of the work, so the labor and also um, multitasker. Yeah, as a multitasker. Yeah, so depending yeah. on where they need me, I, yeah. That's so where I go. it was so thoughtful of you guys to include all of us. I mean, of course, the girls know how you know passionate I am about tiny homes, and we all uh, kind of joined on this journey together when we met uh, during the Reen conference. And then I knew Jojo before from San Diego. So, uh, and then we all went to the Tiny Fest together. Yeah. That seems to be our yearly thing. I almost wore my Tiny Fest shirt today. I was like, I don't know, that might be too much. But um, so, and we're looking forward to that again, you know, this year too. Yeah. And that's coming up next week. We're going to be up there next week in Fresno. Oh, in Fresno, for, for good. The, for the three-day conference. Tiny home show there. Okay. That's where we picked up the your group, the ladies group, the investors, and there have been a sweet ladies, and we have uh, some more ladies coming on board hopefully nice. next few couple of months, and they're gonna try to see if they can purchase uh, homes for their projects. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's we seem to all be kind of going that direction yes. because a it's affordable. It is. You know, it's customizable. It's fun. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't like to design their own tiny home? You know. Just yeah, amazing. it's very exciting to see how people get into, you know, picking their own, you know, cabinets or picking their yeah. own. Like, it's exciting because you're actually building your own home. A lot for a lot of people, that's the first time to actually design your own because normally you buy a piece of property, and it's already pre-built or it's like your real estate, so you just sell them a house and then they got to go in there and change things around. But yeah. when you actually can build it from the bottom up. And the good thing with our company is, I mean, we give you weekly reports, weekly photos, so you can see the process of your build, so you know what's inside the walls and how the process is going. Yeah, that's, that's wonderful. the fun part. Yeah, and that that's, is. we are going to dive into that right now, that you actually took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> um, custom, totally customized. Okay, go off that. Tell me about if I would want to order a tiny home from you, I give you guys a call and I'm like, okay, what do I do? Where so do the, I start? The process is we, we like to do a site plan or at least get an, an idea where your property is going. How is it going to sit? Where's your views at? Because then you come in afterwards and you sit down with Mr. Denangi here and you sit down and, and do a site plan. I mean, the design with him and you put your windows and the size of windows and your doors and do you want French or sliding? So you're actually going to customize the doors and windows to fit the views that you're going to have or where you're going to put it at. Nice. So that's kind of where you, uh, those are the really the, the main criteria because once you get the built, if your doors and windows aren't set in the proper location, that's not going to, everything else inside we can alter it. But the outset, that, that first two steps have to be 
right on point. Yeah, because everything else builds around exactly. the views. I love that exactly. idea. Exactly. So that's why they like us because they always say, well, do you have do you have any models or do you have any um, things? And I said, no, because everything that we have, the ones we do have is because, uh, you know, she moved out of town and had to leave her unit behind. Yeah. But other than that, it's, it's built. They're pre-sold already, most of our units that we built. And then they're, uh, so you just can get ideas from the from the ones that are built. But pretty much it's all custom here. Yeah, all yeah. everything, colors, interior, exterior, roofs. Depends where it's going. Is it going to snow country? Is it going to yeah. uh, the desert? And you know. what's going to be filled inside there? So just, I mean, <clears throat> of course we know custom. That means that you know it could be this amount. It could be this amount. So range, so fun. What is the least tiny home that you have built? Just the least amount of money. I think you you can go around fifty five thousand for about a twenty footer, and they can go as much as one hundred and fifty. Ideally, you want to stay in the hundred thousand range or less, and that's with your taxes and, and deliveries and everything. So, so it's it makes sense. Uh, it's an affordable housing. You yeah. can't build anything for that price. So, right. uh, when you start going into higher uh, the higher numbers, it's because it's going to be your personal living quarters, and then that that's where the people say, oh, "We don't. We want to build it the way we like it because I'm going to live there." Right. So most of the time, they'll build them. And it's for the kids, or it's for something an investment property or something Airbnb. like that. Airbnb, Airbnb, mm -hmm. or something like that. So yeah. So let's, again, DMV fees. So uh, walk us through that. Um, I know I got hit pretty hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was almost like another tiny house. No, I'm kidding. It well, wasn't that Well, you know that if you just get them originally, if you get your trailers in and then take the trailers up there and they get, they'll give you a travel trailer and you pay taxes on the trailer, which what the trailer costs is not as much. Okay. And then the rest of it, uh, you, you can usually get sales tax on, on products that uh, are not taxed, you know, like I have a resale license, so I'll tax them on half of the material, for instance, because I don't pay taxes on them, so they all have to pay the taxes on it. Nice. So that's kind of saves them money, because if you talk 100 and put a, a tax on top of that, that gets to be really expensive. But the DMV, really, because when I went there the first time for the DMV fees, they said, oh, we don't even have anything on these, you know, I mm -hmm. can just register it as a travel trailer. Travel trailer. And then, so I, you know, that's, that's only like a couple thousand dollars, 15, you know, something like that. So it's did. not too bad. Uh, but if I did the whole thing and take the whole thing to them, then they they're going up the total package, and then that gets to be expensive, yeah. really expensive. Right. So normally, we would take them if they do want to do DMV fees, then they do them right away. As we when we get the trailers, we take them to the DMV. Okay, so so that's good news. Uh, travel and delivery. So travel and delivery depends on your location. If it's like a 25, 30 mile radius, we usually include that in the price because locally around here, you know, most of the time people buy me and they'll. Uh, they just put them in their, wherever they're going to put them, and we'll deliver it for them in the, within that range. So if they're going to go further, then I ask that we get a professional with insurance mm -hmm. because I just got a call the other day from a client that she bought her tiny home, and it was in a major accident and got totally destroyed. Mm. Oh, no. So they're fighting with the insurance, and that could take a while, and all of a sudden now she needs a tiny home like yesterday. Yeah. So uh, you do want to get uh, drivers with insurance and make sure they have a non non-insured motors insurance as well because okay. a lot of times you don't know who's going to hit you right so if you get this thing torn because apparently the driver on this particular situation he said he's not going to it's not his responsibility because it wasn't his fault oh boy but you, you do have to you know if we don't yeah you better yeah. do it's, your p's and q's sure up at least yeah. for that yeah. i mean it took 24 hours for Thanks. my tiny home to get yes. where it needed to go exactly wow. sometimes the wider they are you're going to need uh well yours is nine and a half Mine are the mine can go from eight to, to ten feet. Eight to ten. Okay. Eight to ten. Yeah, I think yeah, Jojo's. I have a, I have a special request right now for a twelve footer, which you'll have to have flags on the. You know. Right, and then also an, an escort car. You might have a. It depends what if you cross the state lines, you need an escort. Yeah. So, 
Um, and then you have to be careful with even those people that say they're uh, professional movers. I've had my tiny homes damaged, and uh, there's no way to, you know, these, you're on the assumption that they're going to cover the, the damages, but yeah. they don't. And right. So you have to be very careful. So Just you, have the insurance on your side so you yes, are in do, charge. Do your due diligence. Yeah. Really good on this thing. Very good. Very good. All righty. And then uh, next thing, insulation. Yes. So that all the insulation prospect is is really up to the weather going the location, so you can use the, the inexpensive one if it's been in San Diego. We're not really requiring a. You can use the bad one if you need a foam insulation. You're going up to the mountains and you want to foam it. Like Yosemite, yeah. like so where you, the girls are doing the. You want to make sure you get proper insulation on that. And we usually put some really heavy stuff in ours. So it's, it's, if you go on there, I mean the soundproofing on that. We were on the main main street uh, showing these units. We had one on the main street. Lots of traffic and they couldn't hear each other even talk. Close the doors, it was really quiet in there. So they said, wow, this is really well insulated units. So yeah. You can tell right away. So when you say well insulated, now um, I know when I was building mine, I think I'm R33. Yeah. Is exactly. that, is yes. that, that's heavy that, duty, huh? That's a heavy duty silencer. Yeah. So I'm in Yosemite, we get snow. Yeah. Yeah. You want to make sure it stays nice, stays nice and toasty in there. Yeah. Yeah. Very toasty. It's very toasty. Um, and then uh, heating and cooling. Wow, I just keep rolling into yeah, this. I know. <laughs> Segway. Well, our, our standard, which is an overkill, we use 12,000 BTUs on our, our small, tiny homes. Uh, if we're doing a mini uh, a split, like we do a single story right now, we're doing a single story. We're putting two 9,000s there, one for the bedroom and then one for the area. So it's actually really, you got 18,000 BTUs in that unit. That's more than sufficient on that. Yeah. But on a single home, we put about a 12,000 BTU, and they're heating and cooling, and they're that seems to be like 10, 15 minutes, it's running, it's cold or it's hot. Yeah. It doesn't take much. Those to... cute little stoves, too, yeah. are adorable. Yes. We do. Get Our units are mostly all electric. I have a few customers saying that they want to do uh, yes. gas, mm -hmm. and I kind of deter it because it's just another obstacle for safety. It's another thing that you have to go fill up tanks, you know, just, and really, you know, even though we're 50 amp units on our system, if you ran the whole thing all together, you're probably going to use around 20 some amps. It doesn't this doesn't take a whole lot of power to run this because it's pretty high energy efficient. Yeah, you know, on demand water heaters, all that is just really energy efficient. So that's rolling right, right into solar. Then yes. um, I know that we're kind of talking about solar up in Yosemite, but afraid because we have so many large pines that are right. hundreds of feet. You know, so there's shade at different parts of the property at adult different times. So mm -hmm. it's like, how do I get solar? if I'm shady 30, 40% of the day. So you have to, there's, there's different uh, scenarios to solar. There's different concepts. Like if you have some wind in there, you can get those uh, spinning, I'm not sure the exact name of them, but they spin and then they create like a solar. Mm -hmm. and that, that's in combined with the solar. So if you have wind, you're good. And if you have sun, you're good. And then you have the electric generators too that will actually um, fill in the batteries as well. So they'll recharge the batteries as well. For 15,000, you can get the complete solar unit with the generator backup that's actually a solar generator as well and that actually will refill the batteries when the solar is not generating power oh, so it's kind wind. of a, it's, it's kind <laughs> of a back and then the, if you have wind up there then there's a, those whirly birds that go on top and that actually generates power as well okay. so it all depends on the scenarios and where you're going to put it at mm -hmm. and then that's how you have to push the, pro, uh, the package for that area okay and then so let's say solar say we were in borrego springs that's hot right there, right? Yeah. yeah so yeah. there you're not, not, no issue there. You don't need to add the extra, the bells and whistles, because you've got plenty of sender that will keep the batteries charged. So that can give you a little bit lesser. And how much would it be for just like a solar package? Like if you were completely to go off-grid? 
If you go off grid, it's around 15,000, and that's with the generators, the solars, the batteries, the inverters, everything okay. totally installed okay. on that unit. And now rolling right into septic. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> it's a very necessary evil, but... Um... Well, you, the, the biggest problem right now is people are trying to take these off grid, or they don't have this... Uh, they don't have the septic adequate enough to handle an extra an extra unit. Mm -hmm. So they're doing the we 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 sell a lot of the incinerated toilets, which is an electric toilet, turns it into dust. It gets emptied once every four months. You add a some chemical every every, every day on it, mm -hmm. and that's not too bad. That unit's around three three to four thousand dollars. And now they also have a big compost one that you can turn into compost that you can actually use it as a planting soil, you know, for your plants and stuff outside. That's a little bit more expensive. But it, then you're recycling, you're actually reusing everything. So mm -hmm. that's actually good in, the, in that part. Yeah, that's, you definitely that gain your carbon footprint yes, on you do. that one. <laughs> there's actually another one that actually turns you know, all the liquids into watering, so you can actually water your plants with it. So that's a yeah, really... Fertilizer. I, I, fertilizer. That's first. definitely, you definitely gain yeah. more carbon footprint there. Yeah. And that's yeah. just people that want to really go 100% off grid yeah. you know, with that kind of system. Yeah, and or if they're traveling, yeah. right. you know, I mean, if they're like following the tiny fest, let's say. Well, yeah, but I think the, the biggest thing there is, you know, because they want to go 100% off grid, which means they're going to have to deal with water. So the water system is another one that is when you go to a location, you just want to see where your nearest water filler is, so where you can rent the tank to come into your property and, and fill it. We'll because that's, that's going to be an added cost for you, so, you know, to have those tanks filled. So you want to make sure that, you know, when you go somewhere that you're not uh, too far away from one of those services so that you can calculate you're going to spend maybe a couple hundred dollars a month or yeah. you know, whatever you're going to spend because that's going to be an addition. That's the only thing you're going to be restricted on is your water. Your Everything water. else yeah. is, is, I mean, you can put rain gutters and do all this, uh, mm -hmm. you know, when it's collection. collection. So that'll help you when the, when you have rainy season, you don't have to buy water. Cause yeah, that's tanks. what we're going to do up in Yosemite. Exactly. Just, yeah. just take advantage of that and the snow melting and everything like that. That's really good. Yeah. Perfect. Oh, wow. This is going great. Mm -hmm. And now rolling right into financing. Well, financing is just the biggest thing because I've dealt with several different banks and, and I've got people that have wonderful credit and they still can't get the loans. Um, so most of the people that I'm dealing with are just getting loans either. Uh, the tiny home, there's a couple of companies, but the interest is a little high. Yeah. So the other one, not that they're getting their personal loans or they're getting their, uh, their properties re... Um, they're mortgage. taking a mortgage yeah. out. Mm -hmm. So they're taking a... Taking a HELOC out. Exactly, mm -hmm. the HELOC loans on it. Mm -hmm. Now, if you decide to do a tiny home in your backyard and you need to pull permits, then yeah, there's companies all over that will finance that in a heartbeat. Mm -hmm. And that means, but then you have to secure it to a foundation. To, so that's another permit processing fee, which is another added cost to you. Yeah, I'm but, actually going through that right now. So that, that's another way to do it legally, and then it's, now it becomes a legal aid to you and your property. And it's an asset to that, and it, that it is property an, owner. It is an mm -hmm. asset to the property owner when you go that route. But there's it's a lot more involved in doing that than just building a tiny home. They just did a few of them where they craned the tiny homes in, the foundation, secured it to the chains, and mm -hmm. it's now it's permanent structure. Yeah. And I also know, like, for personal loans, I know there's a company, Lightstream. Mm -hmm. They're really good with giving out loans. For, for tiny homes. For tiny homes. Yeah. Okay. I will try to have that information at the bottom of this. Yeah. Yeah. They're probably one of the easier ones to actually finance the tiny homes. Mm -hmm. They're getting more. Yeah. They're opening more to that. First, they weren't. Nobody's really opening to these. Twenty first. Twenty first century was another mm -hmm. one, mm -hmm. yeah. and um, and I think there's one out of Texas too that was doing them as well. As well, okay, That's yeah. Otherwise, just those private money loans, or yep. if you private happen money. to have a rich uncle, yep. that yep. works too. Yep. Hey, yeah, give me that uh, <laughs> private money loan for. Eight <laughs> percent. <Yeah. laughs> That's what it is right now. Wouldn't that be nice? 
Um, so let's see. Uh, so we already talked about, we've already covered the customization of kitchens and all that stuff. Pitches on the roof, that would also depend on your snow load. Yes, right. it's up to your snow load because if you're going to do a snow country, and you, it's, it depends on how much snow you're getting yearly. So, yeah. Because you can get these to a 60 to 150 pound snow loads. It depends on how much snow you're getting. So the location of where you're going is really the first thing we ask so that we yeah, can that do, basically, that basically tells me what you're going to need. And sometimes you might need to go engineer steel frame to be able to hold all that weight. Yeah, so it's not like sometimes you won't be able to build a stick even if you're going to have to pay a little more to get that steel engineered frame because then that's no engineered design for what you're needing to do. Yep. And you can't have it be too heavy because then you can't pull Exactly. It. So you have to yeah. keep the lights. Um, and ANSI certification. We're all there. With everything's, uh, we're certified builders and we get, uh, we're all... We're legit in that area, whole area there, so we're covered with uh, Pacific West is our inspectors, okay. and um, all the units are certified. And we have some people that want to build the shells, and that's and, and I said, well, you, you, we have to finish them, or I have to be on top of it really good in order for me to certify your unit. So yeah, it's going to be. It's, that, they it's, don't, you can't mess around with that. No, stuff. you can't. You cannot mess around with yeah. trying to do that yourself because they would say, oh, well, we want to do that deal. Well, then you might as well just do uh, right. just yeah, go on your own and do yourself. The wiring, everything. Yeah, everything has yeah. to be done. I tell me the only thing I can let you do is maybe paint, put your cabinets in. Things there like you that. go. You can yeah. do that part There's of it. There's your DIY. Yeah, if you want to finish the coloring, the painting, and that kind of stuff, but the, the mechanical and the electrical and the engineer structuring and all that has to be done by us. Yeah. Yeah, we don't want we don't want anything going out that's not going to be up up to par anyway. Yeah, electrical fire or anything yeah, already happened? Yeah. No, and, no, yeah. it's, it's going to hit them. Yep. Yeah. All right, that is all good. Perfect. Um, how are we doing? Oh, and the lead time. How about lead time? Well, we've been pretty fortunate to be able to get these units out in four months from the time you signed the contract and give us a deposit to the finish of the product. Okay. Uh, these three ladies have built, they started in March, but we built three of them at the same time um, for the for ladies group, the investor group. And, and uh, really? those were about eight, nine months in there, which actually were ahead of schedule on theirs. Okay. As far as getting all three in the, in the it would have been a... 12-month situation, we got it down in less than nine, which wow. is great. So, so they're happy. Yeah. Happy campers. And they're coming out really nice. You need to... We'll, we'll, I know. I need to go back over there. We're going to start posting. now, so yeah. I, I will. I now, like next week, out. I think we have two of them completely finished, and the third one is, will pretty much be about three quarters done. Yeah. Now so let's talk Tiny Fest. So where are you guys going to be? What Tiny Fests are you at? I mean, this thing goes national, so... We're going to... Uh, uh, the next one goes next week to Fresno. We're going for the three-day show over there, mm -hmm. which is a big one because all the competitors usually are there. Yeah. And that's where we picked up the, the ladies group from Fresno the last yeah. the, the few years back. So that was good to see. Um, so we had, you know, we try to go to as many as we can. You know, it's, it, it is an expense, but it's also a get, great way to get our name out there because they say, Escondido, we didn't even know that you guys are there. Yeah, where's Escondido? Right. Yeah, so they're like, okay, so it's good to know that we're here. And I think the more we're here, the more people are hearing us and visiting us and seeing the quality of the work. Because we have an open door policy; we don't hide nothing. You come in and do what you need to do, and yeah. chat with me, look at everything, and you're everybody's a happy camper. And our when they come after they see everything that we're doing, yeah. they really love the product, which is great. Because yeah. we're not cutting corners; we're making sure that we do things right and that you have a thing that's going to last you 40, 50 years down the road. Right. That's what we want to do. With just proper upkeep. And just then, keep it upkeep. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can pretty much just rebuild it after that. You've already yeah. got the chassis. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? Wonderful things yeah. to do here. So if I want to go see uh, where you're at, what's uh, just give you give you a call, uh -huh. probably, and then make an appointment and come on in. Um, although, wait, we went up to a, a little 
I want to say fruit stand and saw one of your model homes. Where was that at? We, we took that to Fram's farm stand. She's a sweetheart. She's got a couple of uh, uh, organic farm stands that she's, yeah. and she just said, no, just park it here. And it's helped both of us because she gets customers from them visiting the, the unit and also we'll do farms, uh, open houses there. And a lot of, we've got a lot of clientele from that. From there, from yeah. There, it's, from you there. have your banner up mm-hmm. there. Yeah. So that that's a model that if someone this weekend, let's say, right. you yeah. know, they don't want to wait for Tiny Fest or yeah. whatever, they could get a hold of you guys. They call the office and set up, Ryan is our office manager, and you could you could actually, uh, he'll set it up for you, and he'll actually even take you there if you need to okay. go there. I think one of the first steps when you're considering to do the Tiny I'll make sure you have your, you do your due diligence, you check it on. I always tell people, you know, it's like anything. You're going to do a project. You wanted to get your three bids in. Same thing with us. You want to look at your three different builders. You want to get an idea of who's doing what, where, and how. Yeah. And then you go with the one you feel comfortable because this is a relationship we're going to have for four months. At least, and, if and not, not more. Yeah. more. I became quite good friends with <laughs> my tiny builders. house builder. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So it is a, a good relationship. And so if you have that good rapport with that person, and he's following through with what he's saying, then that's what you go with. Yeah. So I'm no problem when they say, well, we have to go somewhere else. You know, people say, well, I found one cheaper, and I said, that's fine. As long as you're happy, and that's all that matters. I'll yeah. still give them all the information. We still do our part as far as trying to educate them and give them whatever they need to move forward. And that's it, education right now, which yeah. is exactly the reason why I started Tiny Talk. Um, I can't tell you how many times I was asked i mean it was i have it down now in my notes where i just copy and paste because i'm i was so tired about typing it out you know like oh where where'd you get it where how much was it uh where do you get the insurance which that'll be a whole other tiny talk insurance um and uh you know it's just so many questions and this is kind of i feel like we're a wild wild west you know a lot of people don't know like I walked into the, the city of San Diego, this was funny, uh, a couple of weeks ago, to get my permits for the tiny house that I'm bringing from Austin, Texas, up to Ramona. Mm-hmm. And um, do not say tiny house anywhere in the building no. of the county of San Diego. Wow. They flipped out. And I think, I, I even left, like I was like, so I felt so shunned. And then I was like, oh, okay, so I'm gonna fill this out. And I actually changed, like I went back the next day different like outfit and everything and i called it an adu and then i was allowed to pass the gate but if you call it a tiny house like oh i'm gonna put a tiny house in the back of a house in ramona oh we don't allow that i was like uh oh uh then like i just was shut down yeah that'll kick you right out yeah and then so i was like okay i had to rethink that and then i went back and i i talked to a few people and they're like yeah you can't say that word just say adu and then you get all the way through. So I went through all seven gates, and now I'm waiting for my plot plan right. to come from my. Uh, yeah, when you're brother. doing when you're doing permitting processes, you have to go through the ADU process. Yes, you have to go through the and ADU. They will allow the tiny home in it, but it has to be through mm-hmm. the ADU. Process. Just call it an ADU. <laughs> Don't call it a tiny house. Um, it can still be on wheels. That's fine. You can take it off the wheels if they want. Mine is not. Mine's on a tongue and groove, so mm-hmm. it's like a little mobile home, tiny mobile home. Um, but, uh, yeah, that, that was just number one. So, and you also need a plot plan. Yes. And for me, I need a foundation plan because mine is going to be on pier and posts mm. because it's in essence a mobile yeah, home. Yeah, you need an engineer to, dis- I need an, to, yeah. to design it for foundation you. Foundation plans. interesting, though. There's, there's still the stigma with tiny homes. I don't understand why. I, the that, county that has that. not caught up that how cool it is right. and how, um, I mean, this is going to be the 
where we're going. Yeah. And I mean, one day, and I'm putting it out there on Tiny Talk right now, all, all right. those people that have, you know, a half an acre, an acre, get a hold of me. I, I want to put you in touch with people that are, that need this, that need your land. You mm-hmm. can lease your land for, yeah. a th- I'm going to give my homeowner $1,000 a month. Yep. I mean, that's going to help his family and help his mortgage and mm-hmm. He is so excited. He's like, when, when is this all happening? I'm like, start? permits, Daniel, permits. And so he's, he's <laughs> well, but, one of the but things, we're getting through it. One yeah. of the things you want to reach out to is these nonprofit organizations. The churches that have a lot of land, they're exempt. They can actually put multi-dwellings on their big properties that they have. So oh. they're going to that round where, uh, I just talked to a gentleman yesterday, and he's in a nonprofit, and we were talking about it. And they're doing really good things on their property, so they're bringing in, uh, trying to see if they can get these tiny homes in there. And I said, well, I'd have to work with them. I had one, one church reach out to me and said, I want t- 10 tiny homes. And she was, so it's going through the board of directors to see if they can, for the funding and all that, mm-hmm. right? But they're exempt from the permitting process and all that. That's good to know. So the idea is, you know, they could rent the spots for, because that's the biggest thing. Where am I going to put it if I buy it, Joe? Right. It's not about buying it. They'll come to me all day with the money. It's where am I going to put it after I buy it? Maybe we just start a tiny so church. We have to. <laughs> tiny house church. church. <laughs> well, you know, I got Ryan, my office manager. He's so good. He's good at social media. He does all of our uh, social media stuff. And I said, okay, well, this is nothing we've got to start. We're going to start reaching out to these churches and seeing if they if this makes some sense to some of them. Yeah. Because they're trying to help the communities. And there's a lot of single parents. Or parents you yeah, know, need single housing. parents. And they kind of, this that, is yeah, really with... affordable living mm-hmm. to the max. Uh, you don't have to buy the hundred. You can buy a fifty, sixty thousand dollar one, and you still live comfortable. Because mm-hmm. you need a roof over your head, you need a place to make your make your cookings, take mm-hmm. your showers, and that's pretty and much live. and live. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's another uh, area that we st- we need to start looking into. Yeah, I'm and totally behind that. Let's, that's very. Let's, uh, let's talk about that off- offline. Offline, yeah. Yeah. and then, then we'll have a whole other time you talk on that's that in a couple one. months. That's another one. That's yeah. really. A, we need to get more information. More, yeah. Do more Let's due diligence more. on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what this is all about. Demystifying tiny houses. Yeah. So mm-hmm. with just wrapping up then, um, just go ahead and, and tell me who you are again, where your office is at, where the showroom is at. So we are in, in Escondido and our place is kind of in the back. You wouldn't even tell by driving down the street that we're even there. I don't think I have any signs on the outside. Um, we're in the corner of Washington and Quince Street and... In Escondido, we have a shop there. We can build three to four units at, at the same time. And we're looking, trying to, th- if we get some more sales, we're probably going to have to upgrade and move somewhere else. But for right now, we're staying there. And uh, we're yes. open Monday through Friday. Mm-hmm. And our address is 541 North Quinn Street. Mm-hmm. And now uh, you can call our office manager. You can look at us up at AmericanBuildTinyHomes.com. And that'll take you right to our website and show you some, inf- give you some information there. And then we can take the next step. And then if you're lucky enough to live in San Diego, where's that cute little farm at that we visited? So that's oh, yeah. in San Pasquale. Yeah, I think it's at uh, 1980. 1980 Summit Drive. Okay, 1980 Summit Drive. Yes. You can swing by there, get some uh, some nice uh, vegetables. There was everything. There was juices there. They actually yeah, make sandwiches there. and pizzas, and yeah. everything's organic, so that's really good stuff. Yeah, it was so good there. We love that. And then we took the tour, mm-hmm. and I loved that one. That was great. So thank you both very much for coming down on this early morning. Yeah. Um, it's uh, er, about 11 a.m. now in La Mesa, <laughs> and 
I want to say thank you very much for feeding us for those awesome <laughs> bomb burritos. I brought you, you'll only see this if you're on YouTube land, but I brought some um, muffins, not homemade, yeah. but uh, freshly bought. There you go. Thank you so much. We that appreciate works. you guys. So thank you both very much for coming down. All thank right, you we love you all. Thank, thank you so you. much thank for having us on your podcast. Mm -hmm. Thanks. Have thank a good you. day. Thank, thank you. you. Bye. Bye.